Introducing House Radio, the number one resource for all athletes. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the House Radio. This is our sixth episode, and we've got another, actually two really special guests today. Uh, I just want to go over, obviously, who we are sponsored and brought to you by today. Today we're brought to you by VarsityHighlights.tv. Get over there. Uh, check out some of the discounts we're offering for this season on site for uh, the upcoming season. We've got highlight tape packages. Our actual on site filming is fully booked for this season. Um, we have over 200 games booked, which is uh, the best to date, and I I'm very thankful for that. Um, and uh, get over there. We've got some awesome videos there, and check us out there. So, next, I'm going to talk a little bit about our two guests here today. These two guys are truly Varsity House Gym OGs. Uh, they've been with us for 10 years. Um, if it wasn't for these two guys, I'm not sure. Well, I, I know for a fact that the athletic program here wouldn't nearly be what it is today. They've brought teammates from their respective schools. They've brought coaches. Uh, they've done a fantastic job just helping to promote the brand here. And for that, I'm forever grateful to both of them. Um, one of them is my actual brother, and my the other one is a brother from, from another. So um, I'd like to introduce uh, Matt Goodman and Anthony Malone to the show here today. They are, uh, obviously Matt is going into his senior year at SUNY Cortland. He's a long snapper, middle linebacker, and fullback for them there. And Anthony is at Sacred Heart, and he's playing outside linebacker, and he's a special team force. So, guys, I, uh, with no further ado, I'd like to welcome you guys to the show. All right, thanks for having us. Danny G, thank you for having me. Now, I, I have to warn you guys here. Um, you know, we, we did a uh, Friday finisher video. It took us about 10 tries to get the intro done. Um, you know, Tony is in here wearing a tank top. It looks like both of these guys are headed to the beach. I know there's no video here, but, um, you know, th this could be an interesting episode here today. And uh, I was really looking forward to getting these guys in here before they ship out to school. I know Tony leaves tomorrow and Matt leaves in a couple days. So I just felt like this would be a good uh, lighthearted episode to get their minds uh, just geared up and ready for summer camp. Just, you know, the whole gist of this episode is going to be obviously about their recruiting process, um, what the, you know, quote unquote gym life means to them and, and how they've prepared for camp. I mean, these guys have played football since the third grade. Um, and just get a little bit of insight. I know, you know, all of our uh, Team VH members hear it from us and the coaches, and I just think sometimes it's nice to spotlight some of our best clients and some of our best athletes. So that's going to lead me into my first question. Uh, this summer, both these guys, I know Matt had, uh, he, Matt did his, uh, has done a training internship here. He was training here part-time, helping us with some classes and some teams. And he was also working with Anthony at Cross County Bank. And uh, obviously, we, we have a lot of appreciation for uh, Tony Sr., who, uh, who gives these guys internships every summer. It's a, uh, you know, I'll let you talk a little bit about, more, about what Cross County is and, and what that means to you. But obviously, what I'm trying to say is, is these guys, they're home all summer. They're training six days a week. We train at 5.30 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Or uh, Friday at one o'clock and Saturday, uh, it's an open gym day. And these guys, they, they have not missed a single day all summer. With that said, they also keep a, you know, a work schedule in which they're working 
over well over 30 to 40 hours a week. So, you know, talk a little bit about that schedule where a lot of you guys could just come home and kind of just sit around on your asses and just come to training. You guys have some of you, Matt, multiple jobs. Tony, I know you're at the bank every day, and the bank's in Queens, okay? So it's a, it's a tough commute. You guys are here training on time, and you're here training late. And just talk a little bit about uh, what this past summer's been like for you guys. I mean, I'll start. Uh, we, we leave the house at roughly, what, 6, 6.15 in the morning, at six, around that time. Get in, it takes about an hour, hour and a half foot traffic to get into Queens. <coughs> Work until 3 o'clock, take an hour lunch break. Uh, by the time we get home, it's probably about 4 o'clock to 4.30, right? Uh, and then we have an hour to spare. In which sometimes. Can, yeah, sometimes, in which case we come here and train. With that hour, what do we do in that hour? Well, for me, I'll usually take a 15, 20, sometimes a 30-minute power nap because <laughs> I'm exhausted from driving. <laughs> we'll <laughs> we'll um, you know, go switch days on who drives in to Queens and back, but um, what else do we do? From a power nap to a little peanut butter sandwich before <laughs> the gym. Um, what, about, what about the balancing act? I mean, you, know, you, you, you want to talk a little that. bit about that? Yeah, right. first I just want to give uh, Mr. Malone a quick shout out for hooking us up these past two summers and <clears throat> the days where we'd have to come in early, you'd be running like a linebacker session. I mean, he'd accommodate us, let us take off, come in early, go to the bank early, leave the bank early to be able to make all the sessions here so we really never miss a session all summer yeah it's great I mean you know just talking about you know at night like you know you leave here sometimes 8 eight thirty, and just I want to talk about you know not being able to go out during the week and just really being on a true work schedule for me I know as a senior you know I would come I'd I'd train with Joe and uh Outside of that, I coached a couple football camps, but my schedule was pretty lean. I didn't, I didn't have much going on at all. And you guys, I think you guys really have an, um, an upper hand when your playing careers are over that you guys are used to a week in which requires 60, 70, 80 hours of hard focused work. So, you know, for that, you know, you, die, you guys are definitely ahead of the curve. And, um, you know, it's been, it's been great for you guys to really watch you guys on a real you know, working man schedule, and uh, I think that's been awesome for me to, to see. see well, if I if I can um, add on to that, I, this work, work schedule um, in correlation with working at the bank as an intern and training here at the gym. You also really, took the LSATs this summer, and I was prepping for the LSATs for about three to four weeks, which I did well on. Thank God. One fifty-five. One fifty-six, actually. But thank you. And thank you for just <laughs> learning that out here as we speak. <laughs> but that's kind of some confidential information. But thank you. Um, I really use this towards. Um, this is like motivation for me. And anytime I go, I come home late from the gym. Well, I wake up at you know five, five thirty in the morning to get ready for work. You know, I always check my social media: Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. And I'll see guys, people out drinking till like two in the morning, just acting like complete asses of themselves. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what? I'm waking up early in the morning. I'm about to go work a full what seven to eight hour shift in Queens, making money. I come back home, take a, a quick little nap, get to relax, and I train my balls off at the gym. You know, I'm just bettering myself for the sake of football and for the sake of my and future. Yourself. And yeah, exactly. For myself, uh, what I plan on doing for, uh, in my future. So again, I really use this for, this is really very passionate for me and I really do use this as motivation.
No, it's great. You know, I, I want to talk about, you know, obviously transferring to school. Um, you know, in the summertime, it's a little bit different. Obviously, you're working, and uh, I know your dad accommodates you well. Obviously, when Matt's here, he's he's already here, so he might stay on to work, you know, one or two hours after he's done training to assist with some groups. But, you know, when you go off to school, you still have to train. You have practice. You have your academics. Some student-athletes will also try and keep a, a, a job, which is very tough. And then you have, you know, you're trying to keep, keep somewhat of a social life. You know, talk about the sacrifice, especially coming into the season, out of the season, and, and what just life is like at school. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, being here over the summer, the early mornings and the late nights at the gym, I mean, it really preps us for camp and for school because you got to be up early during camp, and usually the meetings run late. So the summer really preps me and Tony for that. And... Uh, and some of the other guys here who work and are here late, but um, as long as like with the social life, I mean, you always find time for that with your friends, you live with them, you're with them 24 seven, you pick classes with them. So you always have time for that. I mean, as long as you're on top of your other stuff. And Tony, you want to add on to that? You pretty much just hit the nail on the head right there. So <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think what people need to realize too is that you see a lot of you see a lot of um I guess the the rewards of of what working hard can do for guys. You see guys that will be all conference. You'll see a guy win special teams player of the week. You'll see a guy looking really in shape, and obviously, you know these two uh, will take a picture with their shirt off, or they want to do everything with their shirt off. So, you know, it, and they're in shape, and they got abs, and and they look jacked. Cause it's because they are jacked. However, people don't realize the sacrifices. You know, we'll go out to dinner. These guys are eating well. You know, with the exception of a few cheat meals here and there, these guys are staying extra. They're doing the extra mile. They, you know, they, uh, you know, they, they, they do what they need to do to make sure that they can reap the benefits of a fall schedule and in the fall. So, you know, to talk a little bit about the sacrifices. Don't be shy talking about, hey, you know what? Like, I don't, I don't go out drinking on Thursday nights. I, you know, I, you know, what, what is it? What is, what's the secret? What's well, the key for you guys? That's pretty much it. Again, you're a full-time college student. And uh, actually, you're a full-time student athlete. There's a complete difference between being a student athlete and just a student. For us, for us, yes, we have, you know, responsibility in terms of keeping up with schoolwork, um, making it on time for early morning workouts, meetings. Then we have practice. We all have to manage our time accordingly in this case. Um, but for the fact of going out and drinking on a Tuesday, Thursday, even the Friday night, you know, night before a game, that that shouldn't happen. We we'll we choose our actions um, on our behalf, obviously. And I can speak for Matt. Matt definitely doesn't do that. You know, this is this is our this is our ritual of being a student athlete. For me at Sigur Haar University, and for Matt at Cortland University, it really is a privilege to be where we currently are. Right. So uh, oh, it's great. I mean, yeah. you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I think uh, just from a personal standpoint, my biggest sacrifice was uh, definitely the food. Um, I had I really had to cut back on the junk food and eating like crap in the dining halls. Being a freshman and seeing there was chicken parm nights and 
the soda machines that had any soda imaginable. It really came down to saying no to that stuff and really just cutting it all out of my diet because that really made a huge difference for me. I cut all that out. It took a while, but little little by little I got faster, I uh, got stronger, and for me that's been the biggest thing the past couple of years. You know, I have a, I put up a transformate, quote unquote transformation picture like two or three weeks ago, and if you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about, the picture to the left, I just look so sloppy. My diet was very poor. I think every night for dinner, I was shoving Chinese food down my mouth. And when I'm talking, when I mean, when I say Chinese food, I'm talking about a full general sow chicken combo with three or four extra egg rolls. And I get this for like eight bucks. It's a great deal. But obviously, at the end, at the end of the day, it really just hurt me. I got like a massive gut. You know, sometimes like every time I take my shirt off, like these guys, the guys will be busting my balls about it. But you know, again, diet. Dieting is, I know Dan's going to get into that next uh, pretty soon, but dieting is everything. Um, if you want to get big, strong, and get faster, you know, you have to incorporate a decent diet. So that's... Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I know these guys don't want to be, you know, bashful on the show here. Uh, but what I can say is that obviously being a little bit old, being way older than these guys and just seeing their transformation, you know, from young, you know, teenagers to, to really men is that... You know, they, they treat it like a job. And if you want to be good at anything, nothing's going to happen overnight. We've had a lot of guys come and go here where they think they're going to come here for three, four weeks, and now all of a sudden they're going to be some freakazoid football player. It does not work like that. It doesn't work like that with anything. These guys have put in 10 years to try to master their craft. And when you see we post videos of them, you see a backflip or a 375-pound bench or a 550 squat, whatever it may be. It didn't happen overnight. It took a lot of hard work. It took a lot of sacrifice. It took a lot of nights staying in. And it took a lot for these guys. You know, I think another thing, too, is we don't talk about, well, we'll talk about it in a minute, is, is the friendship required. These guys didn't do it alone. These guys are best friends. They have a support system. We've got other guys here that are here all summer. You know, I could mention dozens of them, but they stick together. You know, when everybody's going out or going to the beach to drink and whatnot, they're hanging out and whatever it is, they're just relaxing, you know, go to a movie, go bowling, do something that doesn't require partying. And when you surround yourself with a lot of individuals that have this a, a like-mindedness, it doesn't make it so difficult. It's very hard to be one-track-minded to do something for over a long period of time by yourself. So, you know, I think these guys... They underestimate because they're living it right now, but how much sacrifice from an outside perspective looking in that they truly make. And, you know, I'm proud of them. And, um, you know, it, it's been it's been pretty awesome to watch. Um, you know, the next thing I wanted to talk about, too, was, you know, I was there for their recruiting process. And I, I saw their high school careers and I saw how they panned out. And, and neither one of these guys, both were great high school football players, but neither had that blue chip you know, okay, we know that we're going to have 20 offers at the end of the senior year or 20 offers before the senior year. And I know a lot of the other guests on the show, you know, Jordan Fuller, obviously we had Coach Medeon here, we had Jason Foster, Mike Riley. We had some guys that, you know, had a, had a much, I, I don't want to say easier, but maybe, maybe a clearer path to their recruiting where they knew no matter what they were going to go to school for free. Um, for Matt and, and Tony, we, did, we didn't have that opportunity. We didn't have that luxury. And, you know, I'm going to let them talk a little bit about their recruiting processes. But at the end of the day, they've had a great career. 
they've taken the opportunities that they were given and truly maximized uh, that opportunity. So, Tony, we'll start with you and just talk a little bit about how you came to your choice and, uh, and, you know, and what it's meant to you to play for Sacred Heart. Well, it wasn't until going into my senior year of high school where I was fully aware that, okay, I, I can actually play college football, whether in this case it was pretty much Division three. I was looking at Division three schools. Um, I, my first starting season was my junior year, and, that, and college, playing college football never crossed my mind. Um, my recruiting process consisted of, obviously, varsity highlights, um, making a very awesome uh, highlight tape for me to send out to my that coaches. That you still watch. That I still watch. <laughs> I was actually watching it the other day. You have more than half the views on it. <laughs> Bad idea. Leave me alone. But anyway, um, my recruiting process consisted of the help of varsity highlights. But in this case, you can't just rely on... Um, on a business entity such as uh, Varsity Highlights to do the job alone for you, you have to conduct some. Of, uh, you have to conduct. Excuse me. Conduct some research on your own. For example, m- for my sake, I um, I looked up schools on uh, online that I was pretty interested in. I saw what uh, programs they had to offer in terms of academics. Uh, for the time, for me at least, playing Division One, Two, or Three didn't really matter to me. You know, football is it means a lot to me. It's my lifestyle. But at the same time, I wanted to get that uh, ed- education that would eventually help me in the future. Um, but um, my recruiting process consisted of the following: I would research schools. Um, obviously, I was going. I want to be recruited as an out- outside or inside linebacker. Uh, research the coaches and I'd contact the linebackers coaches directly uh, via email and I would tell them listen um, for example Sacred Heart actually no Sacred Heart wasn't one of them but uh, the College of New Jersey was one of them I contacted TCNJ directly um, to the linebackers coach telling them TCNJ is the school that I've always been wanting to go to here's my highlight tape please please get back to me that was pretty much it, and I and I and done, I did that four or five times, and I got responses right away. Now that really consisted of just like Division two, Division three schools. The way I met and found Secret Heart, I went to the Lafayette uh, first and goal camp, uh, going into my senior year. Yep. That's where I met Coach Bolas, and he wasn't watching me um, during the camp or anything. I actually bumped into him after the camp when it finished. So I go up to him, I have like five of my highlight tapes that Dan and Trevor put together for me. And I go up to Coach Bullets and I'm like, hey coach, you know, Sacred Heart University. But at the same time, I never even heard of Sacred Heart University. Right. I didn't really know much of the school. I see his shirt, Sacred Heart University. I go up to him, yeah, I'm really interested in Sacred Heart. Here's my highlight tape. You know, my contact information's right there. Hope, you know, hope to hear from you soon. Boom. Now we're here. Now we're here. Three weeks go by. <laughs> And I get a phone call from the office saying, oh, there's a coach here to see you. Coach, who the hell is coming to see me? I walk into the office. Coach Matola is right there. He's telling me, yeah, Coach Bolas from Sigurd Hart is here to speak with you. And that's when, it's, and that's when it all began. Yeah, that's, you know, and then uh, obviously you went up there. You took a visit. You liked it. Took a visit with my dad. Um, you know, I actually drove up to Connecticut. My dad was doing business. He had a couple of business calls to do uh, while sitting in the front seat. So... I'm driving on the Merritt Parkway, trying to pay attention to GPS and everything, but at the same time, I'm kind of nervous because I'm going to be meeting other coaches besides Coach Bolts for the first time. 
other guys that I'm obviously that are going to be at um, at the uh, at the the, um, the visit. It was an unofficial visit, by the way. At the visit, that obviously more size up and see where they compare to you know to, to me physically. Um, did you wear a tank top? I didn't wear a tank top. What the <laughs> hell did I wear? No, I wore I wore khakis and I wore a black sweater. I still remember to this day. But I get to we get to the school and as soon as we parked, <laughs> tank top. As soon as we parked. We get out of the car, and my dad, I know he's listening to this right now because he listens to all your podcasts right all the time. He fell in love with the school. Everywhere we went, library, student halls, dorms, the pit center where our, our weight room is, um, the football field, our, the school atmosphere, he fell in love with it. So one of Coach Bowles came up to me. He's like, what do you think about the school? Me and my dad, we look at each other. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We love it. <laughs> well, Okay. Coach Bowles replies and tells me that uh, I've been accepted in, into the school. So what's my decision right then and there? I tell him I'm committed. As soon as he told me that verbally, in person, shook his hand, I'm here. I'm committed. I'll see you in August. And on the drive back uh, to Jersey, you know, I, I, I'm calling up everybody. I'm calling up my grandparents. I'm calling up my mom. My dad's calling up all his friends from work, everybody we're close with, and just got accepted you just where was the first first place i come to tell everyone varsity gym i come to the gym i don't think you were there i i think you were there actually go up to you i give you a handshake hug joe handshake hug i got tears in my eyes because i really do i lean towards you guys because you guys really did help me come to where i am today and i understand like majority of it is on myself and my decision making but let me tell you something, like, Varsity was always there for me from the very start, which is why I've been, you know, I, I don't say to people, yeah, I've been coming to Varsity for the past 10 minutes, uh, 10 years. I've been committed to Varsity for the minutes. past <laughs> 10 minutes, <laughs> for the past 10 years, and these guys have been family to me. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, senior year, it wasn't as clear cut for me and Tony where we were going. We used to joke around about it, but how awesome it was for us to get pulled out of class and to get to go down and talk to some coaches, I mean, from schools we had really never heard of. To schools I took like, a couple. I took you guys up to Cortland. I drove you guys yeah. up to Cortland. Oh yeah, we yeah. yeah. Then uh, <laughs> from schools like Albany and Sacred Heart coming into school and talking to us it was cool. Going through the process with Tony and possibly going to be able to go to school with him didn't work out, but it was cool going through the process with him. Well, you got an offer from Sacred Heart, but you just didn't want to take it. So, you know, I, I, I keep that on him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it came down to my mom actually really pushed me to go to Cortland, and I didn't really know what it was being a school from somewhat upstate New York. The guys from upstate will argue that it's not. But um, I was sitting in my basement one day, and I got a call from a coach. And Coach Murph, shout out to you. You're the man. Tiring, but still the man. And uh, um, he called and said, uh, we really want you to come for a visit. So um, I had to talk to my mom, and she really told, she really convinced me to go on the visit. And um, I went up, and it was history. I loved it there. I loved the guys on the visit with me. I met some of my best friends on that visit, living with those guys today. So uh, they really made me feel comfortable when I went on that visit. Um, I went on some school to schools like Sacred Heart for visits. I went to a prep school, possibly do a fifth year of high school, but uh, after a second visit to Cortland, um, I knew it was the place for me, and I'm real happy that I've been there the past four years. 
Yeah, I, I think both of your stories are awesome where it's you did explore a lot, and Tony, you mentioned this, is that you know, football is a lifestyle for these guys. It was never, when we were training these guys, it was never like, hey, you're going to get your college paid for. And without going into details, obviously these guys both have had financial gain by playing football in college. Um, there's other avenues in which you can obtain money, but besides money, it never was about the money. It was about the lifestyle. I want to be a student athlete for my university, and I have a lot of pride in the lifestyle that I live and that I love playing this game, and I'm going to play it for as long as I possibly can. That is the right approach. So, I mean, I've, I've had parents, uh, I've had students that come in here, and they are playing for the wrong reasons. If you go to school and you're going just for the scholarship or just for the partial scholarship or it's getting you into the university uh, that, you, that you wouldn't be able to get into without football, you're not going to make it all four years there uh, or all five years. you got to love what you do. And then it, it's truly not a job. It's not a hassle. And, uh, you know, obviously for them, it's, uh, it's helped to shape what is going to be their professional careers as they've met so many people. They've played, you know, obviously Sacred Heart and Cortland, while you guys have been there, you guys have had tremendous team records. You've had tremendous team efforts. You guys have been to the playoffs two years in a row. Uh, Cortland went to the Sweet 16 this past year, flew out to Oregon, play a game. And another thing to be mentioned is that you guys have went to school and you're going to be four-year lettermen, which is uh, nothing to sneeze at and something that doesn't happen very frequently. So you guys should both be very proud of that. And, and know if you are listening to the show, not everybody gets the Ohio State offers. Most people don't, but there's still huge opportunity at the 1AA, Division II, and Division Three levels, and that you got to keep an open mind. I know we talked about, uh, you know, Tony mentioned about Matt, that, you know, Matt, you know, and Tony, they both had a, you know, Division One AA offers. They had D2 offers. They had D3 offers. We had a prep school offer, which was going to, you know, pay for a lot of Matt's school, and they chose the school that they felt the most comfortable at. You know, and and that's really, really important. A lot of people chase a school for the name or they chase a division for the name. You might go to a private school that's a 1AA that's going to cost you $60,000 a year just to say that you're playing Division 1AA football on a non-scholarship team where you can go to a state school that has great football tradition and pay $18,000 a year. So just make sure you make the right choice and don't chase the division just to tell your buddies that you're playing at a certain school and you end up never playing. It's much better off to go to a place where you're going to be the stud, you're going to be the guy, and I think both of these guys did just that. Um, another question, you know, another thing, I just did a video about this for the highlights, but you know, I know I've driven into your guys' heads about the importance that social media plays today and how there's just it, it information's just so readily available and on you know Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Obviously, you know, I see you guys on there all the time, but talk about the impact that it can make on somebody's career and just keeping it, you know, how you guys monitor your pages. Well, you are always being monitored by the school that you're attending, as well as the NCAA. Um, for my sake, I, 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 don't, I don't think it applies to Division Two or Division Three. I could be wrong, but for Division One, you have to fill out these compliance forms. And one of the forms that you have to fill out is in regards to uh, social media. Be careful what you post on your Facebook, Instagram, even Snapchat, I, I guess, and Twitter, especially Twitter. A lot of people like to talk on Twitter. 
excuse me, a lot of people, people like to bark on Twitter, but they never end up biting at the end of the day. They just all talk, no action. I can't stand that, which is why I don't use Twitter anymore. Um, but you have got to be accountable for your actions. Whatever you say, whatever you do, you know, why I say do, you know, people can just film you and post it on Instagram. It would, it's probably not your account, but they see you in that video acting like a fool, being, you know, acting stupid, childish, and that's going, you're going to be held accountable for that. So at the end of the day, be careful what you're posting, be careful what you're doing, and just know everyone's watching you. At the same time, everyone's depending on you. So that's what I have to say about that. By you, Matt. Um, yeah, Tony pretty much nailed that one on the head. I mean, something that our coaches emphasize a lot, which uh, I could probably even do a better job at, is if we could check Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook all the time when we're in class, and why can't we check our email with the, just as much? I mean, so many guys are missing. Um, missing out on things because they don't look at their email. I mean, all it takes is 30 seconds to download the email app, plug your information, and check that like just as much as you check your uh, your other outlets of social media. Yeah, I mean, you know, the social media compliance, even in the gym, I, you know, strict rule for the guys in here. You put, you come in here, you put your phones in the cubbies, you put your phone in your backpack, you put it in the locker. There's no, there's no phones on the gym floor. It's just too distracting. Um, you know, so you spend way too much time checking and tweeting, and I think you know people need to live more in the now than you know what's going on in their their social media. But uh, that, that's a totally different podcast. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm guilty. Sometimes I take a Snapchat here and there. Yeah. Around At lifting. the end of the session, it's no problem. I mean, yeah. Then you see Joe, you know, <laughs> acting like a fool with his Snapchat with the crazy selfies that he takes. I had to screenshot a couple from yesterday. Who? Joe Riggio. Joe Riggio. Wow. Joe's on the Snapchatter. Joe's on. the What's Snapchat? up with this new Instagram uh, storybook? Yeah, Mikey, my brother Mike, he was showing me that. It was, no, I'm not into it at all. I don't like it. You're not so, into it? Yeah, they just completely ripped off Snapchat, so I don't like that. <laughs> all right, well, hey, man, it's a business. All right, next question. I want to talk about your personal goals for this upcoming season and, you know, how you feel like your team's going to fare and build upon last year. So kind of a two, two, uh, two-sided two question here. Uh, Matt, let's start with you this time. Um, after playing three years of offense, um, transitioning over to defense so for me it's just learning the playbook as quick as possible so I could uh, act like a leader I'm going to my senior year I want to be able to help these younger guys when they have questions I don't want to have to be uh, go ask coach I want to be able to know what they need to know tell them and um, be the best team player I could be and uh, as far as our team goals I think um, they should be nothing short of winning the conference again and going farther into the playoffs that's a good goal. By you, Tony. Well, for me, well, for said, me, well, for me, <laughs> I want another chip. I want another championship. I want another ring. You know, I won. I won two. Excuse me. We've won two. My freshman sophomore year playing. Um, That's some good hardware now, man. You guys both got rings. Yeah. In college. Yeah, it's something to be proud of. How about winning a playoff game, man? Winning you a playoff game twice. You know, I'll, I'll I'll answer your first question first, but uh, you know, my coming to my freshman, playing through my junior year, I haven't started a game. I'll get reps here and there, but I've always been considered as like a special teams factor. I'm, they put me on every special teams. They really do count on me, 
in in this in, in that um, spectrum. But after playing this spring, this spring season, I, I turned it up a notch. Uh, playing linebacker, they moved me from outside to inside now. But um, I feel really comfortable. The coaches were loving the way I was playing. You know, I was I was feeling every day for practice. Wake up at six a.m. I you know, I was I was always excited. Gotta enjoy the grind, man. Yeah, but um, the season, you know, after after last year we had we went six and five, too many injuries. They really cost us our season. But um, coming into this season, our team chemistry has built up, better leadership, and um, I'm leaving in two days. So yeah, this is it. Make it man. worth it. This is it. You gotta enjoy it. You know, it's. Uh, I was talking to some of my buddies, um, some of my college friends. And, uh, you know, I posted that ridiculous picture of me the other night of my freshman year at school. And, you know, I don't think there's a simpler time than going to football camp where you can just focus on nothing else but football. Where you go in and it's, you know, you're not worried about uh, money per se because you got all your meals paid. You got a place to live. You don't have a job. You're not going to school. All you're doing is getting up practicing hard, hanging out with your friends, going to film, and it's just a time where I think going through it, especially my freshman, sophomore year, I, I did not like it. But by the time it was almost over, it was like, damn, you know, I wish I had one more day of this. And when, when football camp was over, it was just like, shit, man, like, this is it for me. I'm done now. And then, you know, you guys know how fast the game weeks go. You know, Tuesday, you know, Monday off, Tuesday, Wednesday practice, Thursday walkthrough, Friday, you know, team dinner, Saturday game. It's just like it just keeps rattling off. And, uh, you know, just enjoy it, guys. This is this is it. Um, and my last question before we go to the quick hit section, I don't want to take too much time here, is uh, is just talk about, you know, I know we did speak a little bit about, you know, the brotherhood of what, you know, Varsity House Gym has become, but, um, you know, Tony spoke, you know, spoke about it, and I know this is an outlet for you guys, but talk a little bit about, like, the friendships you've made, and I know I spoke about, you know, having, having uh, surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals makes the mission that much easier to be on, but just talk a little bit about what it's meant to you and, and how it's assisted you getting to where you are. Well, um, for me, at least, you know, Varsity House is my second home. You know, I live literally, what, 15, 20, 30 you seconds away. You closer. I did move closer. And <laughs> honestly, I couldn't be happier. You know, it's walking distance from the gym. But from home, you know, I'm, I've met, you know, put Matt, Andrew, Joey Trimbetti aside. These guys are my best friends. But I've also met my closest and best friends up at school as, um, as well. But uh, here at the gym is where I really found my core guys. Um, guys who I know I would always have for the rest of my life, who my children would be calling Uncle Matt, Uncle Andrew, Uncle Dan, probably in the future, Uncle you know. Uncle D. Uncle D, there we go. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I really couldn't be happy with you guys. I love you guys to the end of the, end of the line. No so. it, man. Uh, this place has become like a safe haven almost, like if I'm bored at home or mom's yelling at me or just something, and I, I like to just come here and hang out. There's so many personalities where from guys like Ethan Grabard to all the trainers, you got, you have a personal friendship with all these guys, and uh, you come and you can talk to them for hours and stay here for hours, whether you're lifting or you're just sitting on the bench talking about anything personal in life. It's a good spot to come and hang at, hang out, and uh, I really spend almost more time here than I spend at home. Yeah, easy, yeah, probably. Easy E just sent me a Snapchat, but to open it up, 
Yeah, let's, and let's let's wait for that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This guy's out of his mind, but he's a good kid. He works hard. <laughs> Allegheny, get, Allegheny uh, College. He got they got a good one with him. Yeah. All right, guys. Next, we're gonna go to our like two minute drill, almost part of the section. I want you guys to answer uh, these questions as fast as possible. We'll go. Um, we'll go Tony Matt first here. Okay. So the first question is gonna be favorite gym exercise. Bench. Uh, honestly, probably watching Tony in the benching because if I'm spotting him, he makes the craziest faces. Oh come on! You gotta, you have to be, you gotta pick an exercise. Answer, you gotta pick yeah. one right. exercise uh, that you like to perform. I know the audience is cracking right, up. Uh, so you just said kicking that. Kicking Tony's ass in any conditioning exercise. Whoa! Like, any um, any conditioning exercise. Whoa. Prowler. Tony was dusting you up the hill though. I was dusting. I wasn't even hill. at the hill with Tony. Yeah, you were. No, I wasn't. No, you weren't. No. All right, let's go under the rack. Squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press. I got your number on that. Nope. All right, next. Quote to live by. Quote to live by. I'll go first. I like uh, competition breeds success because uh, I I really think that competition brings out the best in everyone. You know, I, I live by a quote that's on my wallpaper on my phone. I was just about to read it, but I just thought of a good one because our conversation here really consisted of the following. But the quote goes by, surround yourself with those who are on the same mission as you. And when I look left and right at you guys, I feel like we're on the same mission. So No doubt. Man, those, are, those are both success, really good. But that's it. Those are ones that are definitely mentioned in here quite a bit. Um, Whole milk, no skip. <laughs> That's easy, man. What are you guys listening to pregame? What's the song? What's the band? What's the artist? What do you got? All rap music for me. Before lift, I listen to heavy I'm, metal. I'm talking about game. I was like, I was getting there until you interrupted me. But before lift, I like to be very detailed. Heavy metal before game. What heavy metal are you listening to before? Lifts? It's a new, you know, after watching. Uh, What's the band? Heavy Metal Monday with Mike Capriglione talking uh, about uh, <laughs> the heavy metal band. No, uh, XX. Oh yeah, I like that. No, this group they're called Palisades. They're, they're, they're a bunch of wackos, but they're not bad. They pump me up before a game. I don't know. I like to listen to like instrumental music, rap, Hans Zimmer. Huh? Hans Zimmer? Is that 300 Violin Orchestra? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I haven't heard like that in a while. It's like the Batman music. That is a good song. Uh, that is Batman music. All right, next. Favorite cheat meal? Uh, I don't know if it's a cheat meal, but I could eat Chipotle all day, so that's that's it for me. Pasta. Pasta. With? Anything. Pasta with anything. You put broccoli rob on top Catch of it, up. I'm eating it. Catch the hell out of here. Broccoli Rob so on top siege. of it. Pasai Oya. We want to go penny with vodka <laughs> sauce. My mom the other day, she made pasta with just tomato sauce. And it was just Tomatoes. It, it was just quite fantastic, honestly. Mommy, yeah, I love it. I, I, lo- I love pasta as well. Um, all right, next. Toughest opponent to date could be a team or individual at any level. That we're playing? Like in our schedule? Yeah, it could be a guy that you went one-on-one with. I don't care who it is. I'm going to go with Stony Brook. This year we're playing Stony Brook. Add I'm talking Stony. about in the past. Oh, in the past. Uh, talking a player? Or player or team. I got it going. In it's practice, I don't care who it is. This relates back to high school. I'm yeah, bringing this college. It right? has to say college? No, high school. Uh, it doesn't yeah, matter. Any level, any level. High school. Jabril Peppers, Primus Catholic. 
Yeah. Best right. player I've ever played against. All right. Uh, I'll have to say my real introduction to college football was against a kid from Rowan. He was a transfer from Rutgers, and uh, his name was Darren Dungy. He absolutely stonewalled me on a punt. Oh, the middle so, linebacker? Yeah, that kid was an animal. He was an animal. So that's that's got to be him. All right. That's good. Pre-game rituals. I know, you know, before I let you guys go on this, I will talk to you guys about Tony's pre-squat ritual, and that's actually punching himself in the face, and then he always asks me for a uh, a back slap, a double-handed back slap, um, which is which is hilarious for anybody that's ever seen it. But um, any pre-game rituals? What are you doing? I mean, are you doing banded curls in the locker room? What's going on? You just hit the nail on the head right there. Banded curls in the locker room. Of course. <laughs> Come on. <we're> bu- <laughs> we have to. If, you, if you're not doing banded curls before a game, you're, you're, you're going to lose the game, most likely. Okay? <laughs> if that bicep vein isn't popping out of your jersey, you're really you're screwing up. You're hurting yourself. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, banded curls, um, pre-workout, double, triple, sometimes four scoop it. Um, I don't recommend that. Yeah, that's not the best. Yeah, I recommend it, you know, unless you want to pass out after the game, which usually happens for me. You know, what a else? bunch of other guys on the team. But uh, what else? Then we uh, we help each other with eye black. Um, what else? It's pretty much, uh, you know, pre-game warm-up. Uh, I go up. Just put my, I put my lowers on, shorts shorts on top, go Warm up on on my own up in the field. Uh, if it's an away game, I really like to. Well, even a home game, I just like to go up and just spot the other guys on the team, like how they how, how they're looking, how they're moving. Well, like how the uh, atmosphere, the stadium atmosphere is about to be with the music, lights. That's pretty much it. That's my pregame ritual. Yeah. Um, I like to stay as composed as possible. I like to the night before. I like to watch a funny movie or something to take the mind off my mind off it a little bit and uh, I think the day of the game is again staying uh, relaxed until I think I really get fired up in the national anthem plays and that's, me too, man. that's really when uh, it switches gears for me so especially when there's we're kicking off right after the national anthem and I was on kickoff running down after the national anthems pretty good uh, moment in the game yeah for sure that's great alright our last question you got to give me this summer's overall Varsity House Gym MVP and why. Uh, I think me and Matt have the same person in mind, but Matt, you go first. Uh, this could be uh, given to a lot of people. A lot of people work hard, but I got to give it to my main man, E, because I know he'll probably be the first one to watch this. Ethan Grabard, he's from Tenafly, he's going to Allegheny College. He, uh, we make fun of him a lot, but. I got to give it to him. He worked his ass off to, to make a college roster, and um, last night he's running the George Washington Bridge to get an extra an extra sweat in. I mean, the kid's out of his mind, but I love hanging out with him, and he's a kid that I'll definitely miss from the gym. My Marcias MVP, who would I choose? You know, this guy has been working his tail off since day one. He was always a smaller guy, great high school football player, standout for Demarest. I have to give it to Alex Wasserman. Yeah. Kid, he just transformed his body. Yeah, now, instead of yeah, instead of taking a hit, he's going to be delivering that hit when he has that ball in his hand. Yeah, baby. So uh, he's going to be a major, major asset for uh, Cortland. So. Yeah, I, I think both of those guys, you know, they uh, – 
you know, just talking about Eze. I mean, you know, you always see Eze. You know, in the uh, he got king of the grind on the board, but um, you know, talk about a guy who's put on he's put on thirty pounds of muscle. Um, a guy that's just not this summer, but since he started coming here, when he was a sophomore in high school, he was uh, he was like a freaking t-shirt on a wire hanger, <laughs> and he's uh, he's done a lot. He's done a lot for this place, and um, you know, he's just a fixture in here that everybody loves to see. You know, he's always positive. He's always pumping people up. I think you know, in the heavy metal class, he he's going up to some of our um, you know Pumped some of our yeah, some of our adult female clients to say. Pump it up, sister. Let's go. You Last know, night. and you know, he's just—he's always positive, and um, you know, we really appreciate having him. And uh, Alex Wasserman, obviously, I'm going to get to watch him a lot. You know, he's a—he's another SUNY Cortland uh, football player. He's—he is—you know—could be, uh, you know, pound for pound one of the strongest guys we've ever coached. And uh, they're both awesome MVPs. I'd have to—I'd have to give the nod on both of those guys as well. But um. You know, that's going to about wrap us up here for another episode of uh, the House Radio, the sixth installment of the House Radio. This uh, this episode means a lot to me. Um, you know, I've had these guys for a long time, and it's and it's kind of a, you know, end of an era in which they're going to be playing. I know, you know, obviously anything could happen, and, you know, I know um, Matt's going to be trying to play after school uh, long snapping, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. But I know both of these guys will be fixtures in the gym for a long time. Um, and uh, and for me, when the guys go back, you know, they get to go back to a team and, um, you know, they're surrounded by all their friends. When these guys go back, you know, it's uh, the football players are gone and it's definitely, you know, it, it's a definitely a different feel around here and, and they're greatly missed. So I appreciate you guys being here. I'm going to miss you guys a ton. I can't wait to see you guys play this year. I want to see you guys absolutely dominate and uh, you know, one more chance to uh, prove your worth up there, fellas. So. Appreciate you having having you on the show. Hope you hope you enjoy it when you when you listen to it. Hopefully we didn't screw up too much here today. Uh, make sure you guys uh, check out varsityhighlights.tv to check out some of our highlight packages. That discount runs till September first. Until next time, enjoy your weekends, and we'll see you guys soon.